Funk Side Out Podcast, episode number 131, part two of our extensive punk rock bowling coverage. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Tom Trauma. Oh, is your other host? <laughs> That's where you start talking now. Sorry, you cut out for a second there. I didn't know you introduced me. Um, hello, everybody. Yes, it's Neil. Is it right? Am I cutting out again? I swear. Just once. It's like no, when... just, just once so far. So it wasn't bad. But it's like when you push record, because we were talking before we started, and we had no issues at all. It's like once you push record, yeah. it starts cutting out. That's right. It was, just for, it was just for a split second. It wasn't too bad. Just they didn't know if uh, I didn't know if I'd stopped the recording or something. That was weird. Cause I introduced you, Neil. I said, your other course, host, of course, is Liverpool Neil, and then you didn't start talking. <laughs> I'm just trying to confuse you guys. I'm just playing with you. I guess. Well, you know, I, I, we put up episode number 130, which we recorded in your hotel room. We did. Uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, today it's uh, Wednesday night. Yep. Um, and and Jake Pope, the smart, our smart-ass friend slash longtime listener, said, hey, this episode was kind of weird because I could hear Tom and he wasn't cutting out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. I just want to listen. Don't make me drive down to Southern Illinois and kick in the sack, Jack. Jake. <laughs> And you know what? Jake actually snagged our last T-shirt today. He snagged our very last one. So how's that? So the T-shirts are gone, everybody. If you were looking for a T-shirt, sorry to say, they are all officially gone. We sold the last one today. Jake got the last one. So good. That's good for us, right? Well, hopefully we didn't forget anybody. Yeah. Well, like I said, I put it up. If we get if we get people, you know, saying, oh, damn it, you know, if we get enough people, if we get like 20, maybe, maybe we'll do another run. You know, you never can tell. We'll, we'll see. Because, you know, we turned this one around probably in like two weeks, right? I mean, it wasn't bad yeah. at all. Well, and the thing, the other thing is, it was last time, I mean, I've, I've talked about this famously, we, we managed to lose money. We're like the only people who can make, make merch and lose money. Neil, like, paid out of his pocket for the T-shirts, and I paid out of my pocket to ship them. And it was just like, we basically split the loss, or we both took a big loss. This time, we, I mean, I don't think Neil's getting rich from this, but, you know... <laughs> No, we Maybe made we I, after I paid. Yeah, after I paid for the. I mean, we split the cost of the shirts, and then I paid for postage. And after I got recouped the money back, we there's a little bit left in the uh, PayPal account, so we can put it towards another, another run. You know, if uh, you can use it to buy, you can use it to buy minutes on Skype. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll donate it to you so you can upgrade your internet. How's that? Maybe <laughs> my wife's my wife is up for letting me get a new computer. I just don't oh. even really know what to get. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, so anyway, we're back home. We are, well, even though... Back Jesus, home, back to work, back to being yeah, miserable. Yeah, but fucking hell, my trip home on s- Monday. We left. We both left on Monday, right? Yep. Um, I left it... I was supposed to leave at 2.30. You left at like 3.30, something like that? Yeah, 3.20 or something. We were right on time, man. We had we had no issues at all getting home. Or there. We had great, great flights. So we were delayed... Discount airliner. Yeah, we were on American, and we were delayed three hours. Um, it wasn't all their fault though. We had one hour of technical difficulties and then we get on the plane and then some stupid bitch cause she was, you know, running late or whatever. And they didn't like the size of her bag. She threatened to slap the flight attendant and then she gave uh. it to another flight attendant. So we sat on the tarmac in 92 degree heat. While they decided if they were going to get security to come and arrest her and so throw her off. They come and drag her off? They didn't cause she had three little kids with her. So I think in the end, I don't know if she apologized or what, but in the end, uh, they decided not to drag her off. I'd have, whatever they did, on or off, uh, would have been fine with me. They just shouldn't have made us wait on the tarmac for an hour. 
while they those were kids, deciding. Those kids learned a valuable lesson that day, Neil. If you act like a total jerk, you can get what you want. I, I guess, and that's the, and that's the sad thing. I mean, the, the thing you got to realize with that, everyone's frustrated, but you ain't gonna win that fight. It's only ever gonna win. It's only ever gonna end that, one way. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. It's like it's like so, argue, it's like arguing with a cop. It's absolutely fucking pointless because you're never gonna win. So I it's gonna end one way with security waiting for you when you get off the plane, right? Yeah, ex- I mean, that's yeah, it. exactly. That's or, or dragging your ass off in fucking in zip ties, right? So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and, and and by that time we'd lost our spot to take off. So we did we ended off almost three hours late. So instead of getting home at eight thirty at night, I got home after midnight. So that was uh, just all and then working the next day. So that was just awesome. Yeah, we we was we got home at like quarter after eleven but some of the kids were up. We stayed up for a little bit, but yeah, it was but you know, that time zone thing is brutal on the way back. So we were just starting to get used to staying up late, you know, their time. Right. And then you, all of a sudden you get back and you're back at like midnight and it's normally you'd be eating dinner or 11, 11 o'clock or whatever. And you'd be eating dinner in Las Vegas. So it's, right. yeah, it, it was a job. Yeah, it did. It was, it was weird. It was weird for a couple of days. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we left, we left. So actually we left you on Sunday right after we left the pool party. We really didn't talk too much. I don't think we talked too much about that pool party. Did we Neil? Cause we were kind of going to say, we did. We said, we said it was funny, man. Listen, Listening back to one thirty, you know, because I listened to it as I was as I was putting it together, obviously as putting, a producer. The, putting the music in. Yeah, it was funny. I was so amped up. I remember, I had that huge Bloody Mary at the pool. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I must, Bloody Mary. I must have been half cut because this thing this thing was huge, and it must there was a double shot of vodka in there. I know that, and I was, but I was like super animated in one thirty. It was, uh, but it actually sounded pretty good. I was I was amazed. And we spliced the songs in and stuff, so that was good. But um, we left off. We were going to obviously talk about day three pool party and all that stuff. So yeah, we didn't talk about day three at all. So do you want to uh, do you want to start off at the uh, at the pool party on day three, well, which was Sunday? The, the pool party day three, I was pretty excited about. Earlier, one of the after shows, which I think I already said that we didn't go to any of, was uh, like a all Nardcore show. Mm-hmm. And it was Doctor No and Stalag Thirteen and who else was it? Neil, uh, Final Confession and what's the other one? What's the other big one? Uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't Ill Repute. Was it Ill Repute? Was it, was it, Ill Repute? Was it? Oh, was Maybe it somebody not. else? Yeah, I think it was some. I don't think. Don't think it was Ill Repute. I don't know, but it was a killer. It was a killer show. Yeah, it was. That's when we met John. That John Carrar, the singer for Stalag Thirteen, right? Yeah, he came that. up to us in the pool. I, I don't know. I'd like a bunch of people recognize me, and I don't quite know how. I wasn't wearing a punctilite eye shirt that day either, so I'm not quite sure how he recognized me, but he did. Came up and said hello, and then I pointed you out, so that was very cool. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, like a really nice guy. Yeah. Um. So, um. So the opening band was called Field Day. And what, Field Day. I didn't recognize Field, that name at all. Did you? I mean, I, that name meant nothing to me when we I went in. I saw some new. I'd seen some news pieces on them, so I was vaguely familiar with them, and I knew it was some former guys from Dag Nasty. But what it was was like the later. Two of the four guys from the later Dag Nasty lineup, not like the first album, but like the second and third album, because the last album they did was called Field Day, so that's where they they got their name from, obviously. And uh, that same kind of melodic, kind of like like melodic, almost borderline like emo stuff, but it was like before every skate punk band was doing like the melodic punk thing when it was still sort of like novel. Yeah, they call themselves melodic hardcore, I guess, right? That's yeah, that's it's, what cool. They it's cool. Yeah, they were they were really good at playing those old Dag Nasty songs. People were really getting into it. That was kind of like. They ended up playing for like 45 minutes, which is the longest I saw any of the openers play for at the pool party. And it was like the crowd was super into it. And that was like one of my pleasant surprises of the whole weekend, really. Yeah, I think no, you said the same thing. Yeah, they were. They, I thought I thought they were excellent. A, because I came in with no expectations at all. I had kind of a giveaway because their merch, it had the Dag Nasty logo. 
And so yeah. I thought, well, that's weird. Well, how, it, had how... their, it had their name, like, with the Dagnasty writing, like, the same writing and that weird, like, sinister face thing or whatever they use. Yeah. And then, you know, first song, they went into uh, the first song off the, off, uh, off the first Dagnasty yeah. album. So, you know, can I say, can I say? Uh, um, amazing, just amazing. And the sound was pristine. Um, it was, so it was uh, Pete uh, was a singer, Peter, Peter Kortner. Who was actually in the band in like mid mid eighty six after Dave Smalley left to go to yeah, college. Dave, yeah, yeah. Smalley's the original. Yeah, Dave Dave Smalley yeah left to go to college and then Pete Courtney came in. So he's been he was been in the band for a long time, and then I think Doug was the other was the bass player who was also in the band since like eighty seven. So I mean these were yeah. these weren't like you know super new guys or anything like that. So well, and the other two guys too. It wasn't like they brought their kids in. I mean, the guitar, their guitar player was no spring chicken either. Right. I mean, obviously, it I mean, compared to some of the guys we saw late in the day, he looked pretty good, but yeah, they were pretty young. But. Yeah. <laughs> but man, they were, they were, they were really good. They were really tight. And seeing those, hearing some of those songs live was, uh, was great. So that was a great surprise. Cause you know, some of those yep. opening bands, you don't expect too much, but this was almost like two headliners really. Right. So the, they were good. The thing I had to, the thing I had to say about the sound of the pool party it's much better when you're right down front. If you're staying in the back, the sound is kind of crap, honestly. Yeah, it probably echoed a lot, right? Because, I mean, it's outside, so, right? Because so. the same thing with, like, because I went, went right up front for Dr. No, and it sounded pretty good, but you went in the back, and it's like, eh, doesn't really, didn't really do much. Yeah, so so after field day, obviously Dr. No was the headliner of the pool party that day, the, the Nardcore band. Now, do you know Dr. No that much? I have one of their albums. Okay. Because they were selling know, vinyl there as well. Man, I can't imagine what that vinyl but, sounded like. Cause okay, they, cause that they, wasn't... That vinyl they were selling was like that Nardcore comp. Well, they had two. Well, originally, maybe they all sold out of the other one. They had the Nardcore comp, and then they had a Dr. No album, which was signed. I saw first. that, and it was like the original Dr. No or something, or yeah, something like that. That's I, right. I, I actually didn't really look at that, which is surprising, because I bought a lot of vinyl. I mean, but I just can't imagine what it was like after sitting in the hot sun for 95 degrees <laughs> yeah, yeah, for like three hours. Give me one yeah. from the box behind there that's sitting upright. Don't give me that one that's sitting on the hedge. Yeah, it's probably warped. It's like probably like it's a fucking ashtray. Yeah. yeah exactly. mm. Well, and and we'll talk about this a little later. But I did buy a bunch of island. I got it home in pretty good shape. I didn't on the plane. You know, each person gets gets like one small carry on. So I didn't bring one on the way there. So that was my carry on on the way home. Was my records. Ah, okay. Well, it it did fit inside. Uh, the, the the few things that we did buy fitted inside Lydia's carry on. She had a hard case carry on well, things so. would never see i didn't we we had a check bag and i would never put records in a check bag you might as well just take a sledgehammer to them uh i think i've actually done it before but okay traveling back i mean from i England, would do with four, i would do it with 45s because they're i find them to be almost indestructible yeah but lp well well, <laughs> well we'll well we'll see we'll get to that story later <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, you haven't, oh, you haven't tried to play it yet? No, I haven't tried to play it yet. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one later. Um, so anyway, so Dr. No, actually, you probably only saw a few songs, right? Because then we went in and recorded 1.30 while Dr. No was still yeah, playing. Yeah, I watched for like 50 minutes, and I went up front for a while. And yeah. uh, it was cool, but it was just one of those things. We only had so much time. And, you know, as many times as we've gotten together since we started doing this podcast, a lot of times we don't make the time to do a podcast. And I think that's something we need to make sure we do when we're in the same place going sure. forward. You know, yeah. like we've never actually recorded one at your place. Uh, no, we haven't. But that's one true. Of days, yeah. We that's will. True. Maybe even like once or twice this month we'll do that. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We yeah. shall see. That'll be good. Um, but anyway, so Dr. So... Anyway, so you want to play a, play a song? We should 
play, let's play a song by one of those. Do we? We didn't pick up like a Dagnasty Actually, song. Actually, we didn't. You know we? what? And I'll do that. But but just just let me tell you this story because this is something funny that happened. And because I got talking to the two guys from Pete and Doug from uh, from Field Day when I got to uh, okay. when I got to the main place, and they told I w- they were super nice guys. Talked to them for about ten minutes, but they said that Doctor No. Um, when they did their encore, they would, or the last song, they would do in Fist Fuck. I don't know if you know that song. When mm. One of their classic early, early songs. I guess I don't know that one, but that's okay. Um, I guess the singer uh, decided to strip down into his skivvies and jumped in the pool. Nice. And But the funny thing is... <laughs> That when he got out and tried to get back up on stage, the bouncers had no idea who he was, and they and they wouldn't let him back, and they wouldn't let him back up on stage. So you know, all those uh, Oxnard guys were getting kind of uh, pissed off by the whole thing. So yeah, there was some kind of altercation. It, it's it's funny because I think we mentioned the gut. I think I told you at Guttermouth they had a wicked mosh pit in the swimming pool. Oh yeah, it was yeah. like just yeah, that's right. You did say that, yeah. And but the thing is with that pool, so the pool at the downtown Grand where we stayed was beautiful, but it was elevated above the floor, so it had like two a two foot wall around it above the deck level, right? Right. So did you ever go to get in that thing? Because there's no steps anywhere. There's rails. I don't know how anyone who's not in good shape can get in out of there with any kind of dignity, let alone without busting their skull open. Um, I just, I just like sat on the edge and dangled my feet in when it was super hot. I didn't actually go in because the water was cold, man. It was yeah, freaking it was. cold. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah. Like my backyard pool that I still don't have clothes because I went to Las Vegas. <laughs> so but, but uh, it, it was an anyway. They called it an infinity pool because I guess the water goes all the way to the edge and over. Whatever that oh. means. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like that all the way at the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they get a bunch of punk rockers and they're sloshing around. And there's just water all over the place. Yeah, and the water was kind of, And I got, I think I said, I think I said in 130 that I got like athlete's foot the first day. So note to self, don't walk <laughs> around the pool with bare feet. Like, Jesus Christ. Some of the scumbags. So right. And it's so slippery, too. I saw guys trying to mosh and just, just take an absolute just feet going right up from underneath and just flat on their back. Yeah. Pretty hilarious, actually. But I also saw guys go in the pool like with their full denim, and I mean, it's just it was it's, it's insanity. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. The pool parties were a lot of fun, though. I have to say, it was. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I was definitely more of an observer. I didn't really have anything to do with the pool, but it was pretty wild. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, so, so let's play Dag Nasty song. Yeah, let's play uh, let's play Dag Nasty, the classic first song off their first album. Let's play. Um, so this is Dag Nasty with values here.
okay values here there by there you go. Is, that our first time? is that our first time we're playing it i think it is yes i do believe it is yes good band good band so yeah, field day. That's who they are. If you ever see field day coming through your mm. town, go see them because they do a they do a, an excellent dag nasty set. Now, um, so when I was when I was talking to Pete and to Doug, um, I asked him what was the deal with the band name. Like, why weren't they calling themselves Dag Nasty? You know, why why call themselves Field Day? Because I'm wondering if it was some kind of Champ sixty nine legal thing. You know. Well, they probably don't own it, right? Well, they said not at all. They said um, they said they wanted to do it again. Dave Smalley, they wanted him to do it again. But I guess he's involved in so many. He's involved in like three other bands as well, and he said the soonest he'd want to do it would be like twenty twenty three. So they just decided wow. to give it a go. But they, you know, in honor of Dave, they didn't want to call themselves Dag Nasty, so they called themselves Field Day. And they have done some things of their own, of which I'm sure they played. You know, they don't. They just did like a that. single. I think they did like a two song single or something. Yeah. Um, well, let me let me look that up real quick. But yeah, that's that's why they didn't want to call themselves Dag Nasty. So there was nothing there was nothing weird there. That was it was actually it was actually very cool to to talk to them. They were nice nice dudes. Maybe we'll try and get them on the show. That would be good. So, oh, there's a band called Field so, Day from yeah, that would Canada. be cool. So, go ahead. Yeah, like an indie pop band or something. I noticed that when I googled it, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is not right. Yep, that's right. So. Sunday, you know, we you get pretty beat up, but we were pretty beat up by Sunday, so we weren't in any big hurry to get back over to the main festival grounds. Right. So I wanted to be there in time to see, and this was non-negotiable. I wanted to be there in time to see MDC Millions of Dead Cops. So, and they were playing at four forty. So I got back over there at about oh I don't know maybe twenty after four or something. And you had texted me and said, "You dude, you got to check out this other band because they were playing some wicked like MC Five type stuff." Yep. And I never did see that band, but I heard them when I was coming in. I did think it was pretty cool. You were kind of smitten with that band. What were they called, Neil? Oh, man, they were so goddamn good. They were my surprise of the weekend. They are called the Schizophonics. Um, they were a trio? Or they were, tri- were they? How many? trio. Yeah, they were trio, guitar, bass, drums. Um, I, I never heard of them, obviously. I didn't go in expecting anything. I'm just kind of standing at the back at first. But the guitarist was an absolute madman. He was falling to his knees. He was doing spins. He was, like, falling on his back. He was playing with his, you know, with his teeth. He was, his, his, guitar, mm. his, his guitar strap broke at one point, and he kept on playing. Other thing tucked under his neck like one of Jerry and the Pacemakers. He jumped out into the crowd with it. Um very MC5. It's the closest thing I could think of to MC5 without seeing MC5. It was that kind of sound, but very, very powerful. And the funny thing was, as crazy as he was, the drummer was, um, I guess it must be his wife. She's this petite little petite little lady. And uh, mm. she was the one that did all the talking between, between songs because he was probably worn out. Um, so, yeah, they completely blew me away. And they blew the... the uh, it was a small crowd, you know, obviously, because it was middle of the day. They went on sure. at 4 o'clock. Uh, but the crowd that was there were really, really enthused. Went absolutely crazy when they uh, when they when they finished. Because, like I say, he jumped out into the crowd, and um, they ended the set with do you know the old '60s classic Peppermint Twist. Um, sure. And then it went into like an Elvis song, I think. Uh, so it was he got the whole crowd singing along too. It was they were just really, really good. So as soon as they went off, we actually went to their merch booth, and. Um, you know, most of the bands had like, you know, MDC had like 20 t-shirts and like six books and like 15 albums. Schizophonics had like one t-shirt hanging up. <laughs> they definitely, MDC did not, definitely not have like 15 albums, but they. Oh, they had a lot of stuff. You didn't see They had a ton, had a ton no of questions. CDs. They had a ton of CDs and stuff. 
Um, no, no, no. They just didn't have that many. They they only had three albums though, but they had lots of other stuff. No, oh. NBC had lots of stuff. I'm just saying they they you're a little slightly exaggerating the record situation. Nobody had that many records. You know, what I mean, there, there was a lot of vinyl going around, but. There was no band there that had like their whole catalog of vinyl, you know. Oh, what I'm saying, records. I'm meaning CDs too, just like things to sell. Oh, so yeah. MDC, yeah. MDC, I mean, MDC had a ton of merch. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. Anyway, so the Schizophonics only had like one T-shirt. We felt really bad for them, but then after a couple of minutes, so did you they, buy that one T-shirt? Well, we did that because after a couple of minutes, they actually came off off the stage and went behind their merch booth. So we talked to them a little bit and got a photo taken with them. It was cool because Lydia was smitten with the singer. Um, but we did, bought he, a, did he have like big curly, like a big curly afro, like the 70s? No, like a senate, like kind of long, straggly hair, set apart kind of thing he did look he did look the part man he looked like nine like he came right from 1969 or something um but yes yeah, so we bought an album and a single and a t-shirt and uh, and i guess they're going to be touring in the spring they're going to be playing chicago in april so i think we're going to definitely get cool. definitely get to hit that they actually played that night too they played at one of the after show parties at like the bowling final mm. or something so anyway so that was them that was at four o'clock um then after them on the small stage was MDC. Now, did you right? get up pretty? Did you get up pretty close for MDC? I didn't. I stood. That we were. We were, we got some food, so we were sitting kind of, you know, where the food trucks were to the well to the side yep. kind of thing. Yep. So that's where we were. We were. It wasn't far away, but we were to the side a little bit. So, uh, so what do you, what what did you think of MDC? Uh, I thought they were pretty good. I mean, they're older guys, obviously. Um, we were. I got up pretty close. I think I was by myself. Hmm. I got pretty close because Scott wasn't there yet, I don't think. Um, so the thing is, there was a bunch of us that were kind of hanging out in a loose group, but it's also not uncommon for us to break break apart and go by ourselves. Now, you had you probably didn't do that because you had the younger girls with you. You probably didn't right. ever really have that happen, right? Right. No, they, they were with me the whole time, yeah. It, I don't blame you, that crowd. But, uh, yeah, I went up front for that. It was so funny, Neil. Before they started, I see this guy up on stage. And I couldn't, I couldn't remember exactly what Dave looked like. He's got, Dave's got longer hair, so he's actually kind of easy to pick out. But there's this guy walking around up on stage. He looks like the farmers in this town that are retired to hang out at the coffee shop. He's literally like hunched over. <laughs> he's wearing a cap, you know, like a, like a trucker cap, and he's got suspenders on, and he's just, he could barely move. He's like the grandpa from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something, <laughs> and he, he's the drummer. Huh? Wow. Even Dave Dichter made a uh, the singer Dave Dichter uh, made a joke about how his dad was playing the drums or his grandpa or something, <laughs> but he did it. I mean, it was it wasn't he didn't struggle because they play very fast. Yeah. And the thing with them, they they only played for maybe a half hour. I think I think their time slot was only like twenty five minutes. Twenty five. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, twenty five minutes. They were. I think they played you. a little longer than that because they were starting a little early. A lot of them, like they had. Yeah. As soon as the one, there was supposed to be like five minutes between bands, but a lot of them, as soon as the one band stopped, the next one would just start right up so they could just stretch it out a little bit. Yeah, that would, so that you would, that, that would, that would actually, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that, that would have actually been one of my few complaints about punk rock bowling is that they needed to give the people more time to get from stage to stage. That was, that was kind of yeah, a drag. Yeah, because it's pretty, it's easy to get to the big stage, but it's real congested to get back. It would have been nice if that was a little more open. The second stage was a little more open. So yeah. like that alley, it was basically like an alley, not an alley, but like a wide road. Well, and that's where so, the merch was too. So if everybody was bunched, bunched around the descendants and the lockers and stuff like that, it was kind of difficult to get down to the other stage in a hurry, at least, you know. So yeah, yeah. So, so no, they were. Um, I I really enjoyed them. I had somehow never seen them before. I know they tour a ton. I assume you saw them when they were more in their prime. I didn't actually. It was the first my, my first time ever seeing them. Okay, I, I'd never seen so, them before. 
might like a lot of the old guy bands that I saw the for the first time. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like it was relevatory. It wasn't like I saw the light or something. You know what I mean? It was just it was cool. I was glad I got to see them. Um, I thought they played pretty well for a bunch of geezers. Um, you you don't feel that way? No, I did. I mean, they were okay. Um, they played. They did exactly what I would have expected them to do. Right? They played like three or four play a songs. Bunch of 40-year-old songs yeah they played their for, for you know the songs off the first album and they played chicken squawk and they played things like that and i just don't think some of those songs have held up particularly well um they might have been relevant not relevant but they might have been um biting and kind of incisive at the time but i just don't think that uh like dead cops and uh john wayne was a nazi and stuff i don't think that those hold hold up particularly well today i just don't so i was it was kind of embarrassing to be watching almost a 60 year old guy singing those songs i i just see i, that's what I, I don't thought. feel that way at all I, I didn't see that i don't take it that way at all hmm. i didn't i don't know it didn't really bother me I don't know, that's those are the songs i wanted to hear what do you want him to do come in and play a set of new stuff I'd, i might i might have actually preferred that to be honest yeah oh <laughs> never never <laughs> Um, I don't know. There was just something about it that didn't strike me right. Seeing, uh, maybe it was the people in the crowd singing along too, and that chicken squawk song is so fucking stupid. And I don't know. There was just something about it that I was just <laughs> like, uh, I just felt like I was seeing a, a pastiche of a punk band at that point. You know, because well, all those because because all those things have been done to death, like the dead cops, and you know, yeah, cops are bad. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. But that, you, know, you know, the thing the thing I will say about them is they were sort of the definitely one of the progenitors of that i mean they were even even they were one of those ones like they got into hardcore they were even a little too old to get into hardcore originally i think because like i think they were a lot of like leftover hippies from the, like the early 70s yeah probably that would make sense yeah i'm reading i'm reading dave's book right now it's very interesting actually dave dicker's book so actually all right now you know we we, didn't, so we were going to play a song by each of those bands so let's let the people decide we're going to play what's you're we're going to play a song by the schizophrenics no, actually, I play, uh, no, no, I, 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 sw- I switched out uh, Dag Nasty for Schizophonics. Oh, we're not going to play Schizophonics. No. Okay, Schizophonics, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow, I got a black helicopters, dude. You hear them? You hear the black helicopters? That was the cops coming after you for, for saying you like MDC. They're coming for you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, Facebook will say it's untrue. It's an untrue statement. Um, so um, let's... Uh, Let's play an MDC song that you think is cliche and I think is maybe cliche, but I still like it. So let's play uh, John Wayne was a Nazi, MDC, from their great first album, Millions of Dead Cops. Fuck about 
MDC there. Uh, 80, 82, 80, 82, 83, maybe? 80, I think 82? Yeah. Um, that would make, well, that would make sense because they recorded it as a Stains first, right? And then... and then. But the record was MDC. With MDC, okay. Because, well, the Stains did release an EP or something, right? They released... I believe that John Wayne was a Nazi was a, was a Stains signal originally. Yeah. That like a sense. couple of those songs were. Yeah. Um. So... I, it, like I said, I had never seen them, so I enjoyed that. And the next one up that I watched... Now, here's the thing. I didn't watch every band. We did a lot of socializing, right? I didn't pay a ton of attention to every band, but I was really wanting to see all in the, on the big stage. So that was the next one that I paid attention to. Do you have any more? Did you have another band in there, or are those two back-to-back? I can't remember. Um, Let's see. So MDC played till 5.05, and then All came on at 5.10. I did not go and see All. Like like we talked about it, I don't like The Descendants, and I like All even less. So I didn't actually go to see them. I actually stayed at the small stage because I wanted to see the Riverboat Gamblers and I wanted to be close to the front. So um, you you talk about All. Um, All was good and I enjoyed them. But, you know, you have a band like that that I like quite a bit and it wasn't necessarily the songs I would have picked. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. How come? Um But, but I don't know. It just wasn't my favorite my favorite All songs. But there was a, there was a couple. I mean, they were they were very good. I mean, they played like "She's My Ex" and all their kind of bigger songs. Um, but I saw all twice in the in '95, and I haven't seen them since. So it's been like 26 years since I've seen them. So I probably had a little too much like built up anticipation about seeing them. Okay. But I did. Uh, I did enjoy it. It was cool. So remind me again. All is the rest of the band from the Descendants, but a different singer. Is that the deal? Yeah, they had, Dave Smalley was their original singer too. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, so, but it's, they've had the same guy now for, I don't know, 20 years or something. More than that, because he was a singer in the, on the 95 album. Uh, Chad Price, his name is. Oh, okay. Unless I'm totally high and that was somebody different, but I, I'm pretty sure that was Chad Price. Um, and, um, no, it was, it, was cool. it was cool, but yeah, it's the current Descendants lineup, like the longtime Descendants lineup. Bill Stevenson, Stephen Egerton, and Carl Alvarez. So, yes. It's everybody but Milo. Okay. So you would give that, well, like a 5 out of 10 or something? Yeah, I mean, a 6 or 7. I mean, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I think they played well. It just wasn't... Uh, I was glad to see them, but it didn't It didn't blow me away. Mm, okay. The only thing that blew me away, we talked about a little bit. On Friday, I was... He was absconded. I think it was back-to-back with the Queers and the Dwarves. The Dwarves and the Queers. Yep. Agreed. Did I disappear again? You did. Just for a split second. And uh then, then and then um the headliners. I, I thought all the headliners were amazing. So Wow. And I know we, we really disagree on that one, but that's cool. That's what's cool about the show, right? We can disagree on that stuff. That's good. Um pretty much. So let's see, yeah, so all went on till five oh, you want to play an all song or should we should we give this a few minutes because we just yeah, played we a give song. It another song. What difference oh. does it make? We do it we do whatever we want, Neil. All right. Also you uh you introduce your all song. So this is from their 1995 album, Pummel, which was their major label album. I think they only did the one on the major. And uh, this is a song about going on tour and missing your girl. It's called Long Distance. Can't give it one last 
burn my pictures yet Anything to try to forget It's all over, it's all I can do to stay on the line All I know is the world came between us And the love got left behind No need for funeral, hot fast flags On the day that I love died I tell you face to face If I could look you in the eye So I just called to say goodbye By the way, what happened to Milo? Like, why did why did the band? Do well, something? he like he went to college, right? He became a PhD or something, and yeah, but because the reason I think the reason the Descendants play so much now is because Milo's like retired from the corp. Hmm. Interesting. I think they're like a real band now again. Okay. Yeah, but he was well, he worked for Dupont or something, right? He was like a PhD in something. Yeah, biology so. maybe or something. I think so. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Now he's, ma- now he's making millions selling merch. Well done. It's so funny, dude, because one of the things, and this is as good a spot as any to interrupt this rundown of the bands. The thing with Vegas, everybody's there walking around. So we were literally walking across the street by like that pizza rock by the hotel. Yeah. And Milo's coming across the street. He looks peak dad. He's like wearing his shorts and like a t-shirt and flip-flops and just walking around. And Scott's like, I think that's Milo. And I'm like, yeah, you may be right. Or it just could be any other dad on vacation vacation in las vegas you know but uh yeah we saw Milo. i mean at one point like we were on fremont street and my wife looks over and says who's that that must be somebody right and it was steven egerton who's just a little guy he looks big on stage but he's just a little guy and laura jane grace who towers over him <laughs> like stopping on the street and like exchanging a few pleasantries and going their separate ways like you don't see that riot fest right we talked about that because like riot fest right you you don't dare walk around the neighborhood; you get stabbed. Right. Well, there's none there's nothing to walk to around there except for the hospital. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like or something. Yeah. So, but it, it, that's the cool thing. You're in the you know Keith Morris stayed in my hotel. Well, that's it. I mean, we saw Keith Morris in I the it, we, with, yeah with Keith Morris a couple times. Yeah, he was down in he was down in the uh, that weird coffee bar thing, whatever that was called. Uh, yeah, the Olivia who who was Lydia's friend who was with us. She was buying coffee right next to him. She had no idea who he was. I'm like, holy shit, that was Keith Morris. Yeah, he looked. 
Homeless or classic punk singer? Yeah, su- suitably unassuming though. He doesn't make eye contact with anybody. Yeah. You know, he was on his way somewhere. And I never wanted to. I never wanted to bother him. He's got exactly. a quality about him. Yeah. He's got a quality about him that makes you not want to bother him. Right. He just looks like he's very perfectly happy with his own company. He doesn't need to be a, anyway. a star or something, right? So. It... Yeah. Exactly. So of the rest of the bands that night, the did you watch the Murder City Devils? Oh, well, hold on a second. No, so after all, on the other stage was the Riverboat Gamblers. Oh, the Riverboat Gamblers. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were real good. I didn't take yeah. anything else about them. Yeah, Riverboat Gamblers. So, yeah, they're they're from Texas, five-piece from Texas, right? Um, I thought they were absolutely excellent, full of energy, young, you know, uh, doing their – well, I don't know how young they are, probably in their mid-30s yeah, now, but more. but compared to MDC, for sure. Um <laughs> you know they have a they have a much more you know they have a more rock and roll sound. Uh, I thought they were fantastic. I really really yep. enjoyed the Riverboat Gamblers. Um, they already played we for twenty five minutes. We stood in the back, so I didn't get super engaged with it. But I agree. I thought they were great. Yeah, we were about probably six or seven rows back because we like. It's funny. I have this thing. I like to be close to the front on the left hand side. Always have. That's where I've always gone at gigs, and I I still do. So you can if you have a look in for me, that's where you'll find me. About six rows back and. Uh, to the left of the mm. stage. But yeah, Revolt Gamblers were great. They they did a cover of a later song. Uh, whose song? Sorry, and maybe. it wasn't when you I said later, it was like early 90s. They did a cover. Mm. They did a Motorhead cover. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like early 90s. It was called No Voices in the Sky. It was cool. Well, was it so, that? Was yeah. it was it them who brought out the uh, the singer from that other band, from the Casualties? It was, right? I, I don't know. I wasn't yeah. up front. Yeah, yeah. They they brought up the singer from the Casualties to sing that Motorhead song with him. So yeah, he was he was whoever that is. I don't know what his name is. But so the singer just... for the Casualties. Now the Casualties were not there, which big loss, right? Well, I think they um, played. Didn't they play one of the after shows? No. What it is is the singer for the Casualties is the singer from Lower Class Brats now, right? Oh, is that right? Okay. And if I'm wrong, I'm sure people will be screaming at me, screaming at their at their earbuds, but. No AirPods or whatever they're wearing, but I, yeah, I was pretty sure that the lower class brass guy replaced. Remember the the singer of that band was kind of a, like a sexual predator or something. Accused. Sorry, yes. I don't. Yes, I don't know if that was ever proved, but yes, for sure. But that that guy with the. Well, he quit though. But they were squatters, you know, supposedly these super hardcore guys. But yeah, the the singer for lower class brats took over them, and I'm pretty sure that's the same guy Neil who did that angry Samoan thing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because one of the posters is like, oh, it's it's Angry Samoans. Oh, no, it's not. It's the Angry Samoan. It's one guy doing like an Angry Samoan show. Oh, was which, it? Don't oh, was, get me wrong. Oh, was, oh, was it just, an, oh, was it just a Samoan guy that was very angry? <laughs> yeah. I, I love the Angry Samoans so much. I just don't know that I want my only experience to not really be, you know, Metal Mike singing or whatever. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. Did you ever see them back in the day? I didn't. That was one band that well, they never oh, toured they the Midwest. I mean, back in the I day, never, anyway. I never ever saw them. They played Detroit a few years ago. Of course, this would have been an old man version of it, you know. Yeah. But I love that band so much. One of the definitely one of the ones that got away. Yeah, I agreed. Um, that, those those first two recordings of theirs are just absolutely classic. God damn, they're so yeah. good, so good, so simple yeah, and I, so good. The second one, man. Second My one, favorite of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. Brought back from Samoa. So, isn't back, back? Yeah, the first one's what inside my brain or something. Yeah, it was almost like an EP. Right? That it was only like eight songs, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, dude, back from Samoa is fourteen songs, like seventeen minutes long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't beat it. <laughs> Saved Hitler's cock, didn't we play that? 
Uh, we did. We did play that on one of the offensive songs on one of the offensive episodes, which we need to do, do again. We haven't done an offensive episode forever. Maybe that'll, Speak for yourself. Maybe that'll, <laughs> maybe that'll be 132. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah, maybe. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so uh, so again, I you know what I stayed at the small stage for like three bands in a row. So when Riverboat Gamblers were done, um, then it was time for Murder City Devils on the main stage, and I didn't go to that. I stayed on the small stage for the English Beat because I wanted to be up close for that. So uh, tell us about uh, Murder City Devils. Well, I was mostly socializing while they played. Who were you socializing with? I don't, I don't even remember. Oh shit! Oh shit! Well, you've been heavy into the PBRs, but well, I mean, yeah, but I, I don't remember. You know, I, we mentioned on the last episode some people that we met, uh, Albert and uh, Fred, and some other guys I met. I, th- I I can't remember, or I was just talking to Scott or whatever. I don't remember what the situation was because we had met up again by that point. We actually sat down for a while on the fake turf. Yeah, I did that too. To yeah. A- yeah. To take a little rest. It's so it's just cumulative. Like the first day you're on your feet for ten hours, no problem, right? And the second day it's like, oh, maybe eight hours. The third day you're struggling to do like six hours. You get out of bed, literally get out of bed and your legs are stiff. It's yeah, like, it's my oh. le- you know what it was for me? It's my lower back. My lower back started like cramping up after a while after mm. just standing. Especially if you especially if you like, you know, uh tapping your feet to a song or dancing or whatever. It's uh man, yep. my lower back was uh, my lower back was killing me, but uh but yeah, so you didn't really see the Murder City Devils too much. No, but I, I, I dug it, man. It's got a lot of organ, which is That's not really necessarily <laughs> my thing. Yeah, exactly. But I think they were cool. But I don't really know much about them. They're definitely hmm. absconded with you. I don't know, Nick Cavey or something. I don't know. They, they, they were okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They were okay. Anyway, I didn't see. I, I didn't see uh, them at all. So they played for. Actually, it looks like they played for forty minutes. So. So. So what about the English beat? Now, there's another one we stood in the back for, and I was listening like, eh, this is not my thing. Um, but how were they? They were fantastic. I, I was right up front. I was actually I was on the rail for that one for the first time. I, I never mm. I never let me go on the rail, no, but I was never on the... ran. We never ran into each other on Sunday, did we? No, we didn't. We texted each other a few times, but you you were always by the sound by the sound mixing booth or whatever, and I was always like more more up front. Yep, so never, yeah, our paths never crossed on Sunday. Yeah, That's funny. yeah, yeah. It was actually, um, but yeah. So the English beat were uh, were great. It was Dave Wakeling. Um, obviously the original, uh, the original guy, they had a lot of younger guys with them playing the, they had two guys playing the keyboards, two Asian guys playing keyboards and, uh, um, a black dude from London taking the place of Rankin Roger, obviously doing his thing. And, uh, I don't know who the bass player was. He was older. That's for sure. But I don't quite know who it was. I feel like I should know who it was, but I didn't know who it was, but, um, they were, they were. I mean, they were great. They were played all the all the songs that you would imagine that they were going to do. Mirror in the bathroom, you know, etc. Two two swords. Um, mainly stuff off the first album. Uh, the and the annoying thing was they only played. They were short, man. They were supposed to. They played for thirty minutes. Uh, I don't know why they were only given thirty minutes, but that's all they were given, and that's what they played for. They played for thirty minutes on the dot. Um, yeah, save it for later, and you know some of the some of the classics. And uh, but the one thing we and the one. The one, the one annoying thing is they did like a, a longer dub version of one of the songs, and they played so few songs. They probably only played like six songs, that uh, I think we could have done without the dub extended version of one, and maybe thrown another couple songs. But uh, I guess they're in the sixties, and um, Dave Wakeling kept talking about the summer of seventy seven. You know about how 
it was uh he was doing a lot of punk stuff in 77 which is i figure he had to do that because they were at punk rock bowling so he had to show his credibility right so sure but uh yeah no they, they, i mean they were good they played really really well um so so yeah but just too short as far as i was concerned now they play all the time around here they play at space in evanston they play all over the place are they, are they like based out of chicago at this point I don't think so. I think they're based on the West Coast. Now, the Beat, now it's interesting. The Beat are one of those uh, bands that there's an American version and an English version. At least there was. So the American version was Dave Wakeling. He obviously lives here, I'd like to say, in LA, I'd imagine. He was the, he was the, he was the, the white guy that was a singer, um, if you're familiar with the Beat at all. Um, I think he wrote most of the songs. So there's that, that's why they're called their English Beat. And then there's a verse, there was a version in England just called the Beat still. Um, which had ranking Roger, who was the, the you know the black backup singer guy, and uh, maybe a couple of the other original guys, but uh, Rankin Roger died a couple of years ago, so I don't know if that version of the band is still going. Well, there was there was Paul Collins beat too. Is that something totally different? <laughs> I think that might be something different. Nothing to mm. do with nothing to do with this band at all. I don't think. But mm. uh, anyway that was uh interesting and you know they were good but like i said they didn't to me they didn't play enough songs it's not like they were winded it's not like they were jumping around or nothing you know they they could have played longer as far as i was concerned but there you go um so after the english beat on the main stage was uh the lunatics who you enjoy right yeah, I did dig that. Well, the thing about this, about, by the time Lunch Chicks came on, I mean, the sun in Las Vegas is oppressive, right? Yes. There's not a cloud in the sky. But after, like, I can't remember what band, I think it was all, the the sun got behind, like, the hmm. where the stage was, so it actually became somewhat livable. Mm-hmm. But by the time Lunch Chicks came on, it was dark. Yeah, that's right. Which makes an amazing difference to the visual, right? Yeah, it did. So they, got yeah, the, sta- the stage looked great, yeah. And they were wearing the lunatics were dressed for the occasion. They had like these really bright color like baby doll dresses on or something, all different like yellow and red and and um, so it was visually the lunatics were really stunning. Right. Musically, I enjoyed them quite a bit. They were never my favorite of that kind of like like I'm a huge L7 fan, a big babes and Toyland. Like, it was cool to see them. They were another band that I had never seen before. Put on a good show. I think they're from New York or something. Hmm. They had yeah. a biography, like a book, and I probably should have bought it, but I didn't. Oh, to me, they just went on way too long. They played for 45 minutes. The set seemed never-ending to me. It was just dragged on and on and on. I, I didn't really enjoy it. I mean, it. I, I can't say I was engaged for every second, but I enjoyed it for the most part. Did you come over for that? I was, Yeah, I was sitting at the back under like, the, the white awning, you know, where, the beer, where, the, oh, where yeah. they were serving all the beer and stuff person. like that. So yeah. um tried to get a gin and tonic. They didn't have any gin, which was disappointing, so I had to have yet another beer. Uh it's too bad they could have, could have got an eighteen dollar gin and tonic. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bartender was cute though, man. She was cute. Um, so yeah, I didn't really enjoy the Luna Chicks at all. I have to say, but I was just beat by that time. So it was. Uh, in fact, my legs were starting to cramp. Yeah, it was, was hard like, to keep. I was like, how am I going to do this for Devo? This is going to be interesting. Um, so, but I tell you what, I'm going to play. I'm going to play another song because I I should have played. Uh, I'm going to play a Riverboat Gambler song. Oh yeah. That's so um, this is the Riverboat Gamblers with On Again, Off Again. Oh, 
Rivalo Gamble is with on again, off again. Uh, so yeah, so okay. So now, so so after that, yep. there's a band on the second stage that I like quite a bit, and I know quite a few of our listeners do, but I know is not a Bureau at all. No, I didn't even I didn't even make any attempt to uh, to go over there. Um, but while they were playing, so I stayed on the main stage so that I could work my way up front for Devo. And I didn't know if I was going to be successful, but I was. We got up to about six rows uh, from the front for Devo because... And who is, who is that Who is that band? Who is that band you skipped, Neil? Who is the band you skipped on the small stage? The headliner of the small stage. Municipal Waste. Municipal Waste, that's right. Re- relatively new... Uh, I hate to say newer because they've probably been around for close to 20 years now. Retro thrash band, classic 80s-style thrash. Oh, more like an, almost more of an homage than anything else. Hmm. I dig them. I've seen them quite a few times. I uh, go out of my way to see them. Um, we didn't get super close. We got maybe halfway up. And because I didn't want, I wanted to be in position to go see Devo. And we didn't go get super close for Devo, which I think is okay because there's so much visual stimulation going on when they play. Right. 
That's true. No. Actually, that's true. It didn't. It, it probably didn't really matter. But okay, so for, for municipal waste, they played for a long time. For a start, they played for like forty minutes. Um, like, how was it? Because we could see it on the. They they were showing that on this on the side video panels, and it looked like the crowd was going fucking mental. They looked there was a Dude. huge pit, and it was just like shoes being thrown in the air, and yeah, the, the, drinks the, being the, thrown in the air. Those neo thrash bands, their pits are insane. I mean, yeah. just insane. Yeah. I can't I can't even go anywhere near them. They do these walls of death and they do all this stuff. It's like, yeah, no thanks. Did you did you get in a mosh pit all weekend? No, I didn't. No, no, no. Yeah, no. me neither. I could sit there was a couple I mean, what one was it? it might have been Youth Brigade or something, but it just there was too many people acting too stupid and I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I haven't done it for I don't know, a couple of years probably. Yeah, ever since my ever Once since ever, you know, well you met my my mate Jason who does the I the IBW brewery. Yep. Um so he was at was it Judge maybe or Gorilla Biscuits or something played a few uh, years ago at Beat Kitchen and he I don't even know if he was even in the pit or if he was just on the on the on the side of the pit but someone rolled into the back of his knee and blew out his ACL. So I was like, "Ah, that's fine. I don't need to be getting involved with that shit so he was you know on crutches for a year or some shit so hey jason i love that when guys this, i'll tell you one of the fills me with murderous rage when you're standing there i'll stand, stand towards the back of the pit or toward the edge of the pit so you're still up close but you're not involving with the pit and somebody will decide they want to get into the pit so they just come running and smashing everyone through to get in right oh it hits you from behind oh i don't clench a fist very often man but that that fills me with murderous rage or the guy who tries to pull people in yeah it's like dude I'm just standing here drinking this $8 beer. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. The guy who's really drunk and wants everybody <laughs> just having right now. But, yeah. So, uh, you so, had you had an adventure. So yeah, I, I, I. Go ahead. I, told, I, I lost you there for a second, Neil. Okay. So, you had an adventure with someone at Municipal Waste, didn't you? Didn't you meet somebody? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, well, you know, at the end, we'll talk oh. about that at the end. Okay, all right. So and actually, it wasn't it wasn't there that that happened. It oh, was okay, actually, gotcha. It was actually after we left. Oh, okay. So, but, um, um, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say we're burning through our songs like crazy. How many songs do we have left? We have two left. Man, you're starting to cut out all the time now, mate. Tom, yeah, I lo- I'm losing you too, Neil. I don't know what's. Yeah, yeah. Just... You hear? Can you hear me? Can you I can. Hear me? Yeah, I can now. Yeah, yeah. So how many, how many songs do we have left? Two. We have two songs left. Was well, that all we have left? Well, we can do more if you want. Shit, if you want to throw a lunatic song or something, we can do whatever the hell we want, man. It's our show. That's true. What I have a Devo song left. What do you have left? English beat. Oh, English beat. Yeah. Because I want to. I, I definitely want to talk about Devo. I don't think you and I are of the same mind of this about we this. We are not. And, um. So yeah, so we I, I watched most of Municipal Waste, but then I I stood in the back so I could kind of get back for Devo, even though we didn't try to get up close. So whereabouts were you for Devo? Oh, you know, like two thirds of the way back. Okay, so almost by where they were by the, where they mixing the sound or whatever, kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know where they were mixing the sound actually. Oh, well, there was that big thing in the middle where the light pole was and stuff like that. There was like t- that tented area kind of. Yeah, we were to the left side of that. Okay. So. All right. So. Um, Actually, this goes to something you just said about people pushing their way in because we had an eventful time in Devo because we got, like I said, we got about six rows from the front to the left and um, my daughter almost got into a fight with somebody. So that was particularly interesting, actually. So mm. 
Devo have a, a big, woman or a man? A woman. A woman. Okay. A middle aged fucking woman who her crew um just decided to try it about three songs in to try and push their way up to the front. And that pisses me the fuck off because people have been waiting there for an hour or whatever. And then but then they decided after pushing their way to the front, they weren't gonna actually watch the band, they were just gonna hold their phones up and record the whole fucking thing. So Lydia and Olivia. Oh, that's great because you can't wait to watch that when you get home. So Lydia and Olivia couldn't see a fucking thing because all they could see was this people's arms and telephones up in the air. And yeah, they may be too short to get that close, huh? And it what well well that's the whole point of getting of getting up close, right? But um, well, it yeah, wasn't. But you, it's it's all about the angle, Neil. The further back you are, you can actually get a better angle towards the stage. I have the same issue with my daughter. She's five foot two. And she always wants to go up front, and all she's doing is looking at people's backs. Well, but the thing is, though, sometimes if you're too far back, you don't feel like you're actually part of the concert. You almost feel like you're just watching it on TV. So I guess. Does, well, does, isn't that what we were doing anyway, those giant screens? Well, we yeah, but like that was the point of getting close to the front. But anyway, so but it wasn't just it wasn't just Lydia and Olivia. They were pissing off. They were pissing off all the guys around us. And in fact, some guy was like getting into it with one of these. I mean, they were complete Karens. They were like, that, and that was a thing about Devo too. There was a lot of fucking dickheads there who clearly aren't even into any of the other music for the punk rock bowling. They just came for Devo and their stupid Devo Energy Dome hats. Um, that really fucking pissed me off. But these girls were just ridiculous. Girls. Women. Middle-aged women were just fucking ridiculous. And like I said, they were getting into it with all the guys around. So everyone was getting pissed off at them. They were just filming the whole thing. And then they were pulling their phones down and texting people. It was just really ridiculous. So... Lydia was getting into it with one of them, and the world one even turned around and said, "Do you want to fight?" <laughs> so that was, it was that was uh, absolutely ridiculous. So um, you know, it's funny you should say that because for how many people there were and how drunk people were, I saw no violence. Yeah, I saw no violence either. This was the closest. Which is I amazing. Came to, there was <laughs> to there it. was there was not much. It, at least visibly, there was not much security. Uh, that's true. Actually, yeah, that's actually very true. Even I for, mean, like, if you go to the whole. You go to the hotels and stuff. Obviously, there very a lot of security at the hotels, and there was a couple of cops hanging around the show or whatever. But there was it, it wasn't like when you go to one of these clubs where there's just fifty of these big giant guys in their black t-shirts walking around waiting to smash your head. I did not get that feeling, which is good. No, it was a very it was a very friendly event on the whole. But that's why I thought Diva was so weird because it was like a different crew came in for that. You know, people that, that almost like people hadn't been there at all the whole weekend. They just came to see Devo. So, but anyway, that aside. Um, what, what, tell us what you thought of the show and then I'll tell you what I thought of the show. So the thing with Devo that was tough is all the headliners got an hour. Yep. So like for Descendants, they could definitely do more than an hour, but an hour is cool. Mm -hmm. Circle Jerks, an hour is more than enough because they played 33 songs, you know, but Devo is really a band that could play, has a deep, deep catalog. So knocking it down to an hour, I think, is pretty tricky. But, you know, they had, like, the video before it started. Yep. Um, they had, like, a five-minute, they, they had a five or ten-minute short before they even came on stage, Yeah, right? maybe, like, maybe maybe five minutes. It, it, like, it's so weird, and there's so much going on. The thing with Devo, it's constant stimulation. And to me, that's why it's, even though they're, like, getting older individually, like, the singer looks kind of old, because they still sound good and because of all the visual stuff going on, the show to me is just as cool as it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Well, I'd imagine, it's totally, I'd imagine it's very, very different. I'd imagine they were more like a band totally 30, 40 years ago. But don't, don't you think they always – they've always used multimedia elements though. They have, but not as much as that. If you look at some live footage of them back in the day, they were an actual 
they were an actual band. I only saw them one. I only saw them one time in the '90s, and I know they had some of that going on. But I remember then too; it was very immersive experience, and it's just just very. You're just tying into what it, I'm going to say, man. It's just very fun. I just, I just. Well, the thing is, you know, Neil, you become a master of finding the great cloud and the silver lining because literally. 99% of the people there thought their show was amazing. I just don't know how you, I almost don't know how you can not have enjoyed it. I mean, you, I think you almost had to try not to enjoy something like that. No, not, not at all. Not at all. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a musical event. It was basically what we went to see was the blue man group in yellow suits. That's basically what we saw. But they were playing their own instruments. It was a theater. What did Devo do a lot of the time? It was, we saw, we saw a theatrical performance. That's what we saw. I mean, that's, well, and, that, and, that's and what the event was. And literally 99% of the people there enjoyed it. 99% of people who go and say, fuck it, Julio Iglesias enjoy it too. That doesn't mean anything. Well, um, yeah, but I'm, I, I, I'm not going to see Julio Iglesias, but it, it was just, it, I'm it not, was so I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I'm glad I went, but it wasn't a gig. It wasn't a gig. It was a, it was a theatrical performance, like seeing Blue Man Group or like seeing um, one of those other things like that. That's, that's what it was. So if you wanted to see that, that's great. I'd, I'd have preferred to see a band playing, and I didn't feel like that's what I saw. Cause oh, I, didn't, I just I I, love the whole immersive experience. It distracts you from the fact that they're old. I, I think it's great. I, I thought the whole thing, everyone I talked to was blown away by it, except for Neil. Did well, the girls like it? Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't like it you either, particularly. Them. No, well, no, because no, Lydia was upset because of this, this whole event with the, with the, with the woman uh, in the crowd. Um, so that kind of put her off as well. Well, she but, should have cut her. Yeah, she should have done. I, I'd have, I'd have taken Lydia in that fight, and actually, I'd have taken Olivia because Olivia is a tough little, tough little thing. I she, would. Uh, she'd have decked her. Could, I mean, you can't really get weapons into the there. Maybe you could have made a, made a shiv out of your seven inch or something. We could have, we could have just whipped her because she had a stupid baseball cap on, this stupid blonde hair she was whipping around. We could have just dragged her down <laughs> by that and thrown a hat on the stage, pulled it over her eyes or something. But, um, yeah, she's go she goes to Olivia, why are you guys being so mean to me? And she goes, why don't you dance and enjoy yourself? And Olivia's just like, why don't you just leave me the fuck alone? <laughs> it was pretty well, cool. Well, I know why Olivia wasn't, because she's underage and she couldn't get drunk enough to be like these Karens, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, no, I, like I said, Devo, Devo was fine, but I felt just the same when I, I mean, I've been to see the Blue Man Group and there was very little difference, to be honest. Um, I mean, the set was well, okay. What did you think of the set? The set was interesting. They played. The set was good. Yeah, I mean, I mean they played all the classics, it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they, I mean, listen. If you're a casual fan, you're happy. I don't know. See, I'm not. A, I'm not like a super fan, so I don't know if they gave that crowd anything. I didn't know every song, so maybe it, maybe there was a deep cut or two in there. But yeah, I mean, they definitely played "Whip It" and "Gates of Steel" and "Freedom of Choice." And did they play "Gates of Steel"? Are we not men and all that stuff? They played "Mongoloid" for they sure. Did. That was that was the last song they played. They played Mongoloid. Yep, that was great. Can you still play that? Won't that get you canceled? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That, that was good. That was, probably, that was probably the highlight of the night. You know what, Neil? Played... We might have to play two more songs anyway because we got a couple more things I want to talk about. So Okay, that's fine. Why don't we play, it? Why don't we play a, a, a beats, uh, an English beat song? Like I said, I'm not super familiar with these guys. I listened to them a little bit from the back. Definitely more of a more ska than I need in my life. I already had Manifest. Streetlight Manifesto or whatever the day before, so yeah, these they left of a crack and whatever. So let's uh, let's play what uh, I'm gonna play uh, Two Swords from uh, by the English Beat off there. Two Swords. This yeah, song is about two, two guys you using the same urinals. It's called Two Swords. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, the English Beat with Two Swords. <laughs> 
Peter with two swords. Um, so yeah, so Devo. That the one thing I didn't think they played particularly well because they did sound good. But I tell you, I didn't know at some point at some point if they were miming. Um, to tell you the truth, and that's going to piss you off even more. But I got the impression that some that some of the shit was pre-recorded. Listen, listen to me, people. How'd you how'd you like them apples, Seth? This was the most <laughs> enjoyable sixty minutes it most wasn't. people have had it in wasn't. the last eighteen months. Everyone except for Neil, literally everyone except for Neil. <laughs> it wasn't. I tell you what, people left on such a euphoric high. Neil's like, uh, this is like the Blue Man Group. You should have once saw Barry Manilow. Neil, that's real singing, a real performer. Well, I don't take it so personally. <laughs> I didn't know you well, were, I just, I didn't I just, think you were I Devo's just, biggest fan. Holy shit! Don't even know how you couldn't enjoy it. I don't know what is wrong with you. What? Why you're wired sideways that you literally couldn't let yourself enjoy this amazing show? I, again, I didn't say I didn't enjoy it, but there was like I saw that day. I saw real young bands who were giving it the all. Like real, real young you know, bands, like thirty-eight-year-old guys. Well, whatever. But they were they were giving it the role and they were playing real songs. And instead, I I saw I don't know I don't know what that I was. Know, I don't just, even know what it was. I don't even I know think what at it was. The end of the night, you know, very last thing. It's just nice to go out with something that's really immersive. And it was totally immersive. We we were. I don't think a lot of people left early. I think you stood there for one hour just transfixed by what was going on. I think okay. it was easier to leave early, either Friday or Saturday night. And I loved the Descendants, and I thought the Jerks were great. But I think either of those nights were early, were easy, much easier to leave early than the Devo night. Yeah, you're probably right. But I have to say, I was happy when they finished. Well, there you go. Because you were so tired. Oh. <laughs> I was. I was tired. And actually, on the way out, the all the main beer stages had. I mean, the main beer places had stopped serving. But we found one of those like street vendors. Who was serving Corona? He was. He had a bunch of Corona left, so we bought like a bunch of Corona. But he, I got one. Lydia got one, and she bought one for the guy that was uh, helping her out with the Karens. So that was that was kind of interesting. She she made a she made a match with that uh, with with some guy. I can't remember his name, but it's, nice it's interesting. It's inter uh, it's interesting, but but I lost my train of thought. But it's uh, I was gonna say the uh, I did not eat inside the venue. I drank a ton of beer. They're a little too expensive. It's like eight, nine, ten dollars for a beer, depending on what you're drinking. Um, but yeah, we drank right. steadily all day. Yeah, PBR was eight, Modelo was nine for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, and now, it was. Uh, now we did get food there. We went to some of the food trucks because <clears throat> we didn't eat before we went in. So we went to the food trucks. The food was fantastic. I have to say, there's a lot of vegan ones, and the, the ice cream. They had, they had fucking soft serve ice cream in there, which was fantastic. So. Well, our original plan was we're going to meet up with the girls after the show, and we're, our schedule's all jacked up anyway, so we'll just have dinner at like 10.30 with the girls. Well, they never waited for us, of course. Mm -hmm. So it was either just Scott and I eating while they watched us, or one night we didn't eat at all. I must say, I don't know if I've taken my alcoholism to the next level or what, but when I drink all day, I don't really get particularly hungry. Yeah, I don't know I, if my body's... Yeah, like, I, I agree, but well, one plus, because it was so hot, right? When it's so hot sometimes, you, yeah. don't, you don't have much of an appetite. That's true. Yeah. So, um, so, so Neil, overall, yes, I mean, uh oh, next year, which I expect it to be, go back to May. I'm not going to be there. My son's graduating high school. There's zero chance that I will be in Las Vegas next May. But would you do it again? Or I was would. it a one time shot? I would. No, I definitely would. I, I mean, I didn't care for, like we said on the other one, I didn't care for the strip of Vegas, but downtown Vegas is an experience. And now we feel like we know it reasonably, you know, not really well, but we know it a little bit. So, um, yeah, I would definitely do it again. I had a, I had a really good time. Um, I don't know if I'd stay at the downtown Grand again, maybe. 
Uh, if I did, it I was, would. It was fine, but any number of the hotels down there would have been fine. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, you know what? You know, the only thing that really bugged me about the downtown Grand was that there wasn't a real bar. Because that would have been nice, right? To get in after the show and just sit at the bar and chill uh, if you go for in the an casino. hour or two. If you go in the casino, there was a real bar. Yeah, but even then, you're sitting at. You know what I mean? I just have liked to have sat in I mean, a booth there was or something. that bar in the just... lobby that. That bar in the lobby was lame, but there was, was. A, and then that restaurant, but there was a real bar, I believe, in the casino itself. Well, I I went to that one day, and it was just like they had like the gaming things actually in the bar, so I think it was meant for gamblers. I don't know if you could just like you couldn't sit in the booth and just shoot the shit with your friends kind of thing because sure you'd you all can. be you sitting. Pay for your drinks. Well, you'd be sitting at the bar. What I'm saying is there wasn't really a bar area. It was just a bar where you sat around the bar. There was no like place to to sit. There was no booths or anything. Because it was made for gamblers. That's what that's what that the, bar was for. Everybody said the gold, the gold nugget. People said the gold nugget had an awesome bar. I did not get to it. The horseshoe bar, right? Isn't that the one everybody talks about? The horseshoe yeah. bar, the gold nugget. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. Maybe next time I'd try and because that's what uh, that's what Matt told us, right? To try and stay at the golden nugget or something. So that yeah. might have been the Susie, thing to do. Susie Moon, I believe, talked about staying up till four in the morning. But I have to tell you what, man, us us Eastern time zoners, I don't see staying up till four in the morning. <laughs> I just don't think I can do it. No, you might as well just stay up all, all night then. Right? It's, I mean, right it's to literally the party. time I would already be at work. That would be my time I would normally be at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, so what did you do after Sunday night? Um, did you just go home? I mean, go back to so, the hotel? Uh, we caught up with the girls, and we went to a place called Nacho Daddy. Oh, you did? You went Mexican there. Okay. And, <clears throat> yeah, we did. It was, it was fine. But I was getting weary from the drink, and it just it just does beat, it beats on you after a while. It does. Um, our, our wives, you know, later on the pool for four days and they had a great, a great vacation too. I, I felt I could have used one more day just to like decompress. Yeah, that would, you know what? That's a really good point. If I had to do it again, I would have done punk rock bowling all day on the Saturday and skipped the, um, going to the strip. I would have done that Monday and gone home Tuesday. That's what I would, if I should have done, we should have taken an extra day off just to, just to, you well, know, not fly out immediately afterwards. That was, that was a bad idea. Like I said, if it goes back to the end of May, which I think it's probably going to do, I will not be there next year. But who knows? Twenty twenty three. Maybe we'll take a look at it again. We'll see. Well, if you did it in I September it, next year, would you go? Maybe. Yeah. You know, we bought our, we bought everything too late. Like we bought our passes too late, so we didn't have in and out privileges. We bought our like the hotel. I don't think really mattered price wise, but like our, we we paid a good deal for our airline. I mean. And I, I know you had – I don't know how much you paid for the two girls you had with you. But, I mean, we're going to have – we had for like four or five days or whatever, we're, we, we spent more than 3000 bucks. I mean, that's no small amount of money. It's, it's – it's, it's, you know, this isn't catering to – I know there's like some crusty punks there and stuff. But this is catering to essentially middle-aged punks, right, with ha- with half a few bucks. Yeah, I think the tickets the, average, the tickets alone – the tickets alone yeah. were like 170 right, for the three days, just yeah, the regular tickets. The tickets were over 200 bucks. Plus, yeah. you know, it's it's definitely – and, you know, you got to spend a few it, – it's definitely catering to a – and then, you know, and then, of course, you can go VIP or whatever and sit in a plush chair and have free whatever. I don't know. I don't know. There's no VIP in punk, dude. I mean, I get. What well, would you go to? Would you get a ticket for an after show next time? Because some of the after shows look look great. I have to say, but just the idea of it not starting till ten is just. Well, yeah, being up at three a.m. Yeah, that's um, just, that's just rough to me. And unless uh, unless there was an after show where the band you wanted to see was like first or second on the bill, and then you could cut out at like midnight. Now, so, one of the after yeah, shows at the at our pool actually that, that that wouldn't have been I'm so bad. For that. I'm not. What's that? Jumping out on the headliner? No way. Anyway. I'm too cheap. 
Like, <laughs> I'm not going to pay 20 bucks and then leave it for the headliner. Like, I want to money's worth. No way, man. If, like, My, uh, if, like, Smogtown or somebody was playing second on the bill and there was someone shit, like, the oh. casualties, like, headlining, fuck that, I'd there leave. Fine. That would be fine. My my wife did say to me that she didn't think she would trust me to go to this thing without her. Why? And I think, well, because a friend of mine might have mentioned something to her about me wandering around in the hotel in the, in the hotel at 3 uh, in the morning in Maryland. Uh, a story that I had never told her, Neil. Does this any of this ring a bell? <laughs> any of this ring, ring, ring a bell with you? Bastard. <laughs> No, I didn't know that that was a secret. You should have told me. I didn't know that was. You said it's a when, fucking when an audience of an audience of ten or however many listen to our podcast. <laughs> when I was telling the story, I said, uh, "I'm so glad my wife doesn't listen to this." <laughs> anyway, well, I certainly Neil. didn't give gory details. I probably just mentioned it in passing, oh, yeah. right? No you gory didn't. details. And she didn't. And she didn't ask for any. So yeah. anyway, it's all good. Oh, listen. All right, play a Devo song. Play. Let's play the. Let's play the Mollywood song. Oh, okay. You throw in, throw in a. Okay, Mongoloid. We'll finish with, the, we'll finish with the, a different one. Okay. All right. So this is Devo with. Uh, this is, I'm sorry. This is the Blue Man Group with Mongoloid. <laughs> <laughs>
right. Mongoloid there. All right. So we last time we talked about the people we ran into, so I don't know that we need to belabor that again. Even though you do say you ran into a guy from Michigan or something and you couldn't remember his name. So if you ran into Neil and you're from Michigan and you didn't get a shout out on the last episode, raise a letter, punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail and tell yeah. us tell me who you were. Yeah. I, missed you. I feel real. I, I feel real bad about that because I'm just I'm just terrible with names, and I was distracted at that point. So it's also or, kind of it, 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 it's also kind of weird when so a complete stranger comes up to you and goes, "Hey, Neil," you're like, "Oh yeah. shit!" It's cool, it's cool though. Like I said, oh, it is. Said, yeah, it's great. We're up to like X list. Yeah, X list pumps. Pretty soon we'll be as popular as that chick with the big mohawk and the big breasts who wears shirts for Bunny. <laughs> That Aaron, whatever her name is. Erin Micklow, who was banned from punk rock bowling. I don't know if you knew well, that. Well, I don't know if she is or not, but I saw there was like a petition going around. I'm like, I don't think... No, she is. Um, she is. She, she had a whole bit. She, I don't think that's how that works, but... She had a whole video about it two years ago. Uh, the, the Stern Brothers banned her from punk rock bowling. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, she had a whole, she had, she had a whole whiny she had a whole whiny video about it a couple years ago. That she couldn't get into punk rock bowling with her stupid video camera and you know all that shit. So. Well, she could still stay at the Grand and talk to people as they moved around. Ah, whatever, whatever. I don't know, whatever. It sounds like a publicity stunt to me. But anyway, so okay, let's talk about what we bought. Yes, sir. Well, you bought so, a lot more than me for sure. Well, I did. I did buy a bunch of records um, for a couple of reasons, um, a couple different reasons, and uh, so I bought. I only bought one T-shirt. Actually, I bought so so. Circle Jerks were doing a special edition T-shirt just for the show, just for the Vegas show, and it was a mock of the old Simpsons episode Pin Pals. So it was like I think I might have talked about this. I might have talked about this last time, but it was Simpsons and Circle Jerks limited edition. I bought one of those. So that was the only T-shirt I bought. What did you buy as far as T-shirts go? Oh, uh, just that Dagna uh, Field Day, that Dagnasty shirt. It was like That's it's it, really huh? cool. It's like it was like a, it was like a bright blue with like the uh, Dagnasty logo and like a like a pink kind of thing on it. It's actually a very very cool shirt. I like it a lot. Yeah, That's the only cool. shirt I bought. Well, and uh, Lydia bought a schizophonic. Sh- oh, Lydia went fucking crazy. Um, she bought so many yeah, shirts. Yeah, bought a bunch of shirts, huh? She um, and that's the thing. Like she's, she's good for a year. Well, she's normally a tightwad, so this really surprised me. So she bought a Circle Jerks uh punk rock bowling shirt. It was like the skanking guy, but it was a skeleton. Yep. And it said like Circle Jerks tour or something twenty twenty one on the back. Um, she bought a Cramps uh cut off shirt. She bought like a bootleg punk rock bowling shirt. She bought, um, you know, that old like uh, Sid Vicious shirt with like the two gay cowboys with the dicks touching. She, she bought one like that, except it was like two cops and like a. I don't mo- think a... I know that one, but that's right. <laughs> well, she bought another one. It's like it's like two two motorcycle cops and like this leather gay boy guy, you know, in the middle on a motorcycle. Um, she bought one of those, and then she bought like a faster pussycat kill kill shirt. So uh-huh. and she might have bought another one too. She bought like five or six shirts. So, so they weren't okay. So they weren't necessarily for the bands. It was just one of the vendors there. Yeah, there was yeah because what right the first set of merch was all the bands. The second batch of merch was just like general people selling general T-shirts or like jewelry or stuff like that. Right. I mean, there was a lot of different things on sale there, you know. Which I told mm-hmm. her just wait till the just wait till after Devo because they'll probably be throwing their T-shirts at you for like five dollars, you know, just to get rid of them so they don't have to take them home, right? Maybe. Yeah. So. 
so what I, and I I bought the I bought one patch, which I do love my patches. My wife hates sewing them on things, but I do love patch. I bought a Dr. No patch. Oh, you did. Oh, you got that from the show. Uh from the pool yep. party. Yeah, okay. Various stickers and stuff obviously, but I also bought one book. Did you get a book? I did not get any books, no. What book did you buy? Dictor Memoir, which I started almost immediately. Okay. So it seems kind of good. Seems kind of fun. Okay. It's called Memoir from a Damaged Society, uh, Damaged Civilization, because everything's MDC, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Makes sense. And then I bought a bunch of wax. That was my next thing. So how about yourself? What how was your wax situation? Uh, I really didn't buy any, my friend. I didn't buy any. I brought the I brought the Schizophonic seven inch. That was it. And then you threw it on this concrete. Well, that was okay. So that was another thing. So I complained about this last time, but you buy these albums there. They were selling vinyl. And they don't give you a goddamn bag. So you've got to be holding this, the, the album, right? And so we had a 7-inch and an album from the Schizophonics. So we put the single inside of the album. So at least we only had one thing to carry. But Lydia twisted it the wrong way. And the 7-inch was pointing out. So the actual vinyl came flying out and hit the floor. So that wasn't so good. So we actually have some <laughs> punk rock bowling vinyl. Uh, De- debris in the uh in the vinyl which i'll have to clean off so but so uh, so i um i bought a bunch of records not surprisingly um but i um i guess i brought them home as like my, my carry-on in like a in the monster bag that they everybody got oh the yeah the, yeah that's right we, we, got, we got the free stuff. giveaway from monster everybody's Wait. hotel got a bunch of monster garbage yeah um and uh so my disappointment is that the Descendants didn't have their new record on vinyl. Um, it's back over to like December. Huh. Wow. They had the CD there for 20 bucks. Oh, screw that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. What is it, Sam Goody, 1987 or something? <laughs> Sam Goody. So, it's a blast from yeah, the past. I, I definitely am not doing that. So, yeah. So, I was a little disappointed with that. Now, so on Friday, the Queers played, obviously. And the Queers had a halfway decent selection of vinyl. I don't they know did. if you looked at that. They did, yeah. They had their new record for thirty, which is a little steep, but that record's expensive. Um, and they had uh, like a few of the of them, but the only real classic they had was uh, "Don't Back Down." So I bought "Don't Back Down." They didn't have "Love Songs for the Retarded." I have all that stuff. They were definitely like a CD era band, the Queers, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I have all their stuff on CD. I don't have it all on vinyl. So I bought "Don't Back Down," and when I got home. Um, the new record, the cover album, Reverberation, I think it's called, was sitting on my porch. Oh, nice. Nice orange heavyweight vinyl. It's, it's pretty it's pretty cool. I've only spun it one time. Um, and the dwarves also played. So I went over to the dwarves thing and I'm like, how much for the dwarves are? He's like, well, we don't want to bring them back. So they're 10 bucks each. Wow. There you go. That's a score right there, right? And I have them all on CD, of course. I don't really need any, but I'm like, okay, I'll take these four and I. Give them forty bucks, and they're like, oh, "I should probably buy this one too." And she's like, "Take it." I'm like, okay. So I end up with five Dwarves records for for forty bucks. So thank you very much, Blag and company. And luckily, they're all like semi pornographic on the cover, so I couldn't even look at them on the airplane because I would like there might be some kids around or something like naked chicks covered in blood, right? So, so I got this. I'm getting this huge pile of records going on Friday. So I had the I had the Queers record, I had five Dwarves records, and I also bought the Circle Jerks reissue of Group Sex, which I, I can't remember. Once again, I can't remember if we already talked about this stuff, but it's this new label called Trust that's putting out all this classic punk stuff. They put out the Seven Seconds reissue. Mm-hmm. This is a really, really well done reissue. I can't 
say enough about. I mean, I can't. I, I you know, there's no guarantee that everything they do is going to be this good. But this circle jerk reissue is top notch. I can't recommend this thing enough. So anyway, I'm walking around. So I got seven LPs, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody's got a freaking bag. Right. So I go back over to the dwarves thing and I said, hey, you don't have a bag, do you? I didn't think to ask for it at the time, you know. So she gives me this thing and I, I go back and I open it up. And did you, I don't know if you saw this taking place, Neil. It was like a handkerchief, like a, 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 a what do they call it? It was like a bandana. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? So I i don't know what it is. I do have sort of an uncanny ability to, like, protect my records. So I, I got them all back. They're fine. Yeah, Lydia, I mean, you've seen, me, you've seen me in condition where you just can't imagine how I got my records back to the hotel or whatever. It happens. Well, that's but good. I make it work. That's good. Yeah. No, Lydia bought that. Uh, okay, so you, you did buy you did buy group sex or you didn't? I did. So I did, did not. I, I, unfortunately, and part of me was inspired by the fact that Lydia bought it, but they didn't have any signed ones left when I got over there. Yeah, she she got the signed one, so that was that was a double bonus signed by Keith yeah. and uh, Keith and Greg. Yeah, Keith and Greg. Yeah. So that, that was that that was that was pretty good. And you're right. So it comes it comes with like a booklet and a zine, right? And a like sticker. Like a twelve page, like a twelve inch booklet. It's almost like a CD booklet, but right. just huge, you know? Right. And and just so many testimonials about the album. And did you like, get did you get the zine in it too? The zine yes. from like the reprint from like an eighty zine and or whatever. Yeah, like a bumper sticker. Yeah, yeah, and a bumper sticker. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple of those. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was super cool. Like I said, I can't say enough good things about that record. I have not put it on my turntable yet, so it might sound like ass, but yeah. it's got like a like bonus tracks, which I get it. The record's only like fourteen minutes long, but I, I it's one of those things. Do I want to listen to those? boombox tracks every time through so i don't know if that's like on one side or i don't know i like i said i haven't listened to it yet so i shall spin it soon so my not, family my family will hate that one not being that familiar with the dwarves catalog what's the best dwarves album is it young and good looking or what, what what's blood the guts best album what is it blood guts and pussy oh dear like how the, rude oh that's the one with the three naked oh the two naked chicks and a dwarf or something on it right covered in blood covered well that's blood. what most yeah. of them have <laughs> a lot of them are good. You know, Come Clean is good. Uh, you, Dwarves Are Young and d- Good Looking is really good. They almost all have nudity on them, honestly. Yeah. That last album, which might have been the most offensive one of all, which had, like, this black dwarf chick, like, cutting cocaine, this big, fat, like, pimp guy in the background, that might have been the least offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Even though most people more people were more offended by that than they were the nudity and the blood and everything else. Well, let's take, take back the night, right? Yeah, take back the night. Yeah, good stuff. I got the one. Yeah, I think that. So yeah, no, it's, it's it's very cool, and some of them are color, which is a bonus. You know, I wasn't really expecting it. So, and then on Sunday, I picked up some MDC, picked up two MDC seven inches, which I didn't have. Um, they didn't have any full lengths. They had one full length by the elected officials. I don't know if that's like his other band or I, I don't know what that is, sister band or something. Mm, don't know. So, what was that? Was it? Did he get like Chicken Squawk or Multi Death Corporations or whatever? Which was a reissue Mm -hmm. on Beer City Green, right? And the other one was a newer split single. It was called Millions of Dead Elected Officials. It was a split between MDC and elected officials. So, interesting. Yep. And oh, you know what else I got? That Friday that pool band from st louis that was pretty cool like that snotty oh the uppers or something what are they called the uppers yep, yeah i got their seven too okay cool they were cool and i think that is it i think that's it for my merch but i did i did bring home quite a bit of stuff but i had planned on it you know um i didn't get to go to any record stores i had a couple of recommendations now, but i that's I did interesting not... so were, were there like right uh, were the record stores in downtown a lot of probably would have had a cap no, there wasn't any right there. You had to admit a cab ride. 
Oh, okay. But, gotcha. But it wasn't to the strip. It was still in the downtown area, just further than you wanted to walk. Like south of where we were. So so I didn't get to do that, but that's all right. I, I bought enough crap. I spent enough money. So I just saw something interesting. What's that? Brower House on Friday. Agent Orange. And whole tours pushed back a year. Well, I'm just looking on their website right now and it's it says in two days. Yeah, the whole tour is pushed back a year. See, I they're thought, not gonna I thought that too, but show I, up, they're not gonna show up and just play Chicago, Neil. It's a pushback a year. Yeah, I, I see I my god, tickets fifteen dollars to hundred and fifty dollars? Oh, cancelled, yeah, I see it. Okay, yeah, it says cancelled. Okay. No worries. Why the fuck would it be $150 even if it was on? What, do you get to sit on stage with the band? <laughs> I mean, does Mike mix your, Mike Paul mix your drinks for you? Yeah, maybe, maybe you can guest on bass or something. <laughs> He's like your personal like your personal bartender. I was actually a little bummed out that tour was canceled, but also it it was coming through at a time, a, such a busy time. You know, we got back from we got back from Vegas, and I just had been busy, busy, busy every, you know, you know that. I, we're having a hard time figuring out the time to do this. I've hit the ground running and just been busy as hell. So Yeah, for sure. And yeah. this weekend is gonna be busy too. Actually, many, you know, matter of fact, I wanted to give a shout out and I don't I don't have any reason to believe he listens, but one of the uh I was supposed to go Friday to I was gonna go Friday to Fort Wayne to see the mom's basement show. Oh right, that's the putts and stuff, right? Yeah, which was a killer line. It was Flamingo Nosebleed, the Jasons, Beatnik Termites, the Putts, Covert Flops and one more i can't remember but it was a really killer show and i really wanted to go but i kind of got jammed up and i ended up having a bunch of family stuff going on and uh he gave me a refund so i appreciate john from mom's basement records taking care of me so that's one of the shows so anyway that was cool i appreciate that i appreciate that and i wish i could go to the show but anyway so so last but not least, you want me to tell my other little story, Neil, or yeah, or t- you got something else? No, no, tell it. Uh, I don't think we've got anything else to cover, really. We gave shout-outs to people. Hey, Albert, that was really nice of you to come over and, and take a you picture. You and I actually have not talked about this. No, uh, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. Uh, but yeah, go on. So at some point, I became aware of the fact, or my friend Mark sent me a text and said, Hey, John, he's here, John Gentili, who I kind of famously had a little blowout with. That's what punk news, yeah. Yes, we had our incident, my former podcasting partner and former friend. Um, and I kind of I, I I'd never met him in person, so I wasn't exactly sure what he looked like, but I, I kinda of thought we were in the same vicinity a couple of times. But I was kinda of like, I I'm not I'm not doing it. I said I I just I just wasn't interested. I don't need this, you know, I'm just just let it go. But on our way out, I think we had just gotten out after Devo, um John kind of caught up to me we were walking back and you know kind of start a conversation and we had like a honestly a pretty pleasant two or three minute conversation while we walked along okay we well, that's good did any of our issues it didn't we okay. just had a kind of a pleasant conversation uh i wouldn't have initiated it but i when it was done, I must say, I kind of felt good about the fact that he did. Um, and as much as I don't think, you know, the fact of the matter is we were friends for a number of years, man. It's 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 kind of sucks the way it's ended up. And I don't think we're ever going to go back to that way it was. But by the same token, it definitely took a little vitriol out of me. So, okay. anyway. But there was no apology yep. or anything, right? 
No, I don't know. Nothing like that okay. from either of us, you know, and I did, I did, you know, and you know, he still runs the ship at, at punk news, even though he seems like he's maybe kind of starting to share the load with some other people. And I said, I'm done at the end of the year. You know, it's kind of been, I think that's kind of been a long time coming. I've kind of been hitting at it for years, but I think this is the year that it's just, it's just going to be done, you know? So if you want me to write about your shitty band, you better hurry up and get me your freaking demo or whatever. Cause I'm about <laughs> done with it. Well, there you go. Are you, so are you, are you gonna, are you, are you gonna write? Rachel a little bit or whatever, but are you gonna write any reviews of punk rock bowling? I am, and I actually kind of talked to you about that. We'll kind of coordinate it because I think we, I think we have vastly different interests in what we want to write about, you know. So I think, and I mean, I'm sure there's some crossover, but I think uh, so. I, unfortunately, once again, part of the reason I'm retiring is just that I'm just my motivation for sitting down and writing and writing and writing. It's just not what it once was. Right. Right. Yeah. So. I, I, I've started, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very verbose, so I will probably, uh-oh, someone just strangled him, um, there he goes, a day, like break it up, I'll break it up by the day, yeah, so, that, no, that makes, that anyway. makes, that no, makes complete it was, sense, that makes complete sense, it's, it was, you know what, Neil, it's better, it's better, like I said, I don't think John and I are ever going to be the friends the way we used to be, but I don't think we need to be enemies either, I don't, I really don't want to fight. I, I'm the type of guy where if you get me geared up to fight, I'm more than happy to, but that's not my first choice, you know? Yeah, you're a happy-go-lucky guy most of the time. Well, I, I really am. I, I Listen, man, I really do try to be a nice guy. I don't think anybody's going to meet me. I don't think anybody who meets me in the wild is going to say, Tom's a total two-faced dick. I don't think anybody's going to say that. You know? I'm just, I'm just an easy-going dude. Do I love everyone? No, but I try to get along with everyone, you know? You do. Yes, you do. That's true. So, I mean, honestly, that's, I mean, the, the, you know, I always, I made the joke in the past, you know, it's like Neil burns bridges and I keep putting them back up. You know, that's how, that's how it works. <laughs> that's the way our relationship works. So anyway, John did get a shout out from the stage from Brad Logan. You know, he wrote the Leftover Crack book and, uh, who's Brad Logan? He's the guy from Leftover Crack, the guitar player, not the amazing singer that, you know, scared too much for. <laughs> oh shit. Hold on a second. I, I'm just seeing the band that played on Saturday. Sorry to interrupt a second, but it's time to go to bed, Neil. It's time to go to bed. We had to start really late tonight. It's time for bed. No, you it is, but I'm, but, but I'm just I'm just saying I didn't know this. So there was a band called Urethane that played. Yeah, it had and, uh, Steve Caballero. Steve Caballero. I, I, so Steve Caballero is not doing the faction anymore. He's doing it. If I'd known that, I might have gone to try and see them. God damn it. So that's so Chris from Baltimore. My buddy Chris from Baltimore. They went early to see that, but you but can you? I mean, you can't spend that much of the day there, dude. That's true. That's that would you because they, they were almost at the beginning. Get, yeah, the one o'clock bands, the one o'clock bands get screwed. So, yeah. Anyway. 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 So I met a lot. We you know we met we met a few listeners. We, you know, like I said, John and I you know had never met in real life, even after working together at Punk News for you know seven plus eight years. I don't know however long it has been now. Uh, I met you know other Punk News staffers that I'd never met and. Uh, just friends from all over the country that I had met that I'd run into again. It was, it was, it was good, dude. And I see that, that aspect of it to me, seems like a real, you know, there, I had other friends there that I didn't even know were there. Honestly, or I would have tried to reach out. There's a couple of other people I knew were there, just never had the time or never had the chance to reach out. So who, who, who was that? Who was that ex punk news guy that we met at the, around the pool that you would talk to for a long time on Friday? Mark little. Okay. Yeah. Mark little. Okay. Yeah. That was cool. Nice he guy. was there a year before. He was there before I was, and we had like a, about a year overlap. Like I said, he was the few, one of the rare guy there, older than me. Yeah. So, um, and you know, the fact of the matter is, I think there's, you know, my era there is, you know, there's it's mostly turned over. You know, Ricky and I shared a lot of years together. Uh, 
But yeah, most of the and I mean, there's a few people there that I've been there with for many, many years, but they, they don't contribute a ton, honestly. There's a lot of people that seem to want to really hold on to like being a punk new staffer, like it's like it's uh, I think more important than it is, and just don't really contribute much. You know, I still contribute more than most of the people who I think are you know more into it than I am. Right. But anyway, anyway, yeah, end of the year, end of the I've I made it official now, and it's not I'm not angry. I'm just tired. You know, I'm just I just don't really have it in me to crank this stuff out anymore so it's all good it's it's good it's good to know your limitations you know yeah so well good i'm anyway. glad i'm glad what else you know what else are we talking about i don't i don't remember i think it's time to go to bed i think it is i think it is too um i can't think of anything else to say so the takeaway what was your favorite band you probably the three days do you have a favorite circle jerks and devo <laughs> you're so mainstream god damn it you and the headline. i mean you're right but that was they, their shows were amazing. And see, I love your thoughts. Seven, see, I, I, I mean, I could, I, I, I could see. Too, but I've seen them so many times. You know, I've I, seen the descent a lot of times. I could see why you would think Diva were amazing, but the Circle Jerks, they, they just weren't that good on stage. Oh, Sorry, they man. Just, oh, they were. They, they were. played. They no, just, they, 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 they didn't move around. They just played the songs. You could have been listening to the CD at home. Oh, they just tore through it. No, it was so. It was even more aggressive than the CD at home. Mm. Nah. They were great. Every, literally, literally, listen to me, people. Listen to me. Ignore Neil. Literally, everyone else there loved it. No, they didn't. People were walking out of Circle Jerks halfway through, mate. You didn't see it. No, I thought, yeah, there, there were a few. But, you know, a lot of them there are just fair-weather people. Oh, they want to see these Circle Jerks for 15 minutes, and they go home and or go out to drink on Fremont Street. Go sing along to Journey or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, ha- that was happening, it. wasn't it? Yeah. Go sing American Pie out on Fremont Street. Yeah, so was Which happening. I did, too. Don't get me wrong. I sang around to a wide variety. Of sides. <laughs> you, should sing, you, you should sing some now, so we can, uh, so we can, our friend can uh, can put it to Maybe some music. Later. I think my I, I got away I got away from my voice to get back a little bit. All right. So yeah, I'm taking my... this weekend off. I'm taking this weekend off. I got a bunch of family stuff. My sister's getting married. My son's playing in his uh, re, uh, conference tournament. Oh, my nice. other daughter's got stuff. It's gonna be a crazy weekend, and then uh, we're gonna hang out the following weekend. So. Yeah, what's happening the following weekend? That Boris Sprinkler weekend. Oh, that's right. Shit, that's coming. Up. God, I keep forgetting. It's it's, fact, it's, it's October fact, in two days. To, I, I gotta talk to you. Yeah, Friday is October. Shit. You it? Anyway, listen. Punk, a Punk Till I Die podcast. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, we we gonna play another song? Are we gonna play yes, on the way out? Yes. Okay. Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. Punk Till I Die seventy seven at Gmail. Oh, it was nice to meet everybody. Yeah, it was. Let me let me if, just say if, one if thing you're too. Be able to walk your Chicago next weekend. Well, this might not be up in time for that, but Milwaukee, Chicago next weekend, the eighth and ninth. Let me just say one thing. So we have yep. almost we have almost a thousand people in who like the Punk Till I Die podcast page on Facebook, but only about two less than three hundred in the Punk Till I Die group. So people yep. who like the podcast, man, join the group because the group is a lot of fun. Get in there. That's where yes. we post. We're posting photos from this weekend. I'm going to post videos yep. from this weekend and stuff. So you really do need to join that group. It it, it it's worth it. Um, uh, like I say, no T-shirts left, unfortunately. But if you do want a T-shirt, put it on there because we could do another run if we're if we're so you know if we're if enough people ask for it. If you twist our arm, um, and uh, that's it. The T-shirts the 20, turned out great. And twenty ninth of October, Siren Records in McHenry, Illinois. Yeah, come see us in person. We will be there. We're gonna have some records to give away. We're gonna have all. Unfortunately, we're not gonna have any T-shirts to give away because we sold them all. Yeah, uh, yeah we're not <laughs> unless we make more. Exactly. I'll give you some of my old ones that are too small. Anyway, that so would yeah. actually be that would actually be funny if we give away T-shirts of like bands that we it's don't like, like anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Parasites T-shirts. 
sellout bands. Oh, uh, yeah. There you so, go. Anyway, all right. Punk till, 77 at, Punk till I Die 77 at Gmail. Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. Yep. Um, yeah, good to meet everybody this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Like I said, we got, we're going to be hanging out in Chicago and Milwaukee. We're going to be hanging out at the end of the month in Chicago and Indianapolis. So, yeah, come find us. Yep. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Yep, stay free. And we're going to play out with what? With uh, Devo doing what? Devo Gates um, of Steel. We have to. Can we do? Can, can we do Comeback Joni? Or do you want to do Gates of Steel? Dude, Gates of Steel is so good. All right, all right. Gates of Steel, Devo on the way out. Okay. Uh, yeah. Stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll talk to Bye you. Later. Talk to you next time. Bye, bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye.